Hello, everybody, and welcome to Solid Steps Radio. Chad Russell and Kurt Souter. Thank you for listening. If you're listening on purpose, we appreciate it. If you're listening on accident, we're a show for men by men talking about stuff from a man's perspective. Um, we just want to talk about things and, and from a guy because, guys, we are really good about talking about sports, weather, and politics. Um, but sometimes when we start talking about the things that go a little bit deeper than those things, uh, we a little bit like a, a ball in the weeds. We're a little lost, <laughs> right? Uh, today we are talking about uh, about probably if you said these words, they're the hottest topic words in the past 40 years and probably will be until Jesus comes back. I'm going to say these words and immediately when I say these words, something will trigger in you. You will trigger one way or the other. You will become angry one way or the other. And the words are Roe versus Wade. Mm. So when I say those words, you are passionate. There's very few people that are indifferent on this. I mean, there's some, but a lot of people tend to be one or the other. Now, when we say that those words, we're talking about obviously something that has been life-changing for many people, politically, culturally, socially. And so today we decided to bring in an expert and on a guy's show, we needed to bring in a woman <laughs> because uh, she is way smarter than us on this. But we're going to be talking today about not just a Supreme Court decision. We're talking about women and children and what the Roe v. Wade decision, what it meant prior to and what it means now for people who are finding them, women who are finding themselves pregnant and what do we do to help them. So welcome to the show, Monica Henderson. Thanks. That was it, quite an intro. <laughs> <clears throat> no pressure. So, That's Monica, exciting. you have been the executive director where? I'm the executive director at Beside You for Life Pregnancy and Life Skills Center, and I've been in that role since January of 2009. So, Monica, uh, tell our listeners, like, what do you do and what do you oversee in this ministry? Um, I'm, I'm the boss, applesauce. Uh, <laughs> I... The, Beside you is a pro-life crisis pregnancy center and life skills ministry, and we've been around since 1988. Um, our vision is a community that values life always, and our mission is to share the hope and support of the gospel of Jesus Christ to those affected by unplanned pregnancy walking beside them for life. And I like to point out that that mission says those affected by unplanned pregnancy because that means the mom, the baby, the father, women who've had abortions in the past, men who've, who've been part of an abortion decision in the past, the grandparents, anybody that's affected by that unplanned pregnancy, we want to be able to support them. Um, hopefully, in the case of a woman who's pregnant, to choose life. Um, but there's all kinds of issues around that unplanned pregnancy that we want to be involved in. Tell our listeners about when a, a lady comes in and she's pregnant and it's unplanned and kind of the dynamics behind that well it's all over the board because sometimes women who have unplanned pregnancies they're happy to be pregnant even though they didn't expect to be so we have a whole category of clients that are likely to carry is the term that we used but then we have um, women who are very abortion determined in fact they may have contacted us thinking we're the abortion clinic and we tell them right away that we're not but we, we tell them what we can do pregnancy test ultrasound talk about all of their options uh, we can provide STD testing and treatment. Um, 
if they're abortion vulnerable, that's a little bit different. They might not know for sure if they want to keep the pregnancy or not. There might be a whole host of factors that lean them one way or the other. If they've got a good relationship with the boyfriend, but they're not married, they've got financial issues, they're in school, she's had an abortion in the past, we might categorize her more as vulnerable to choose abortion again if she's had one before. Um, sometimes, By the way, do you see that a lot? Uh, women who are post-abortive who c- come, come, back in in, come back in again? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, there may even be situations where they come in and they're likely to carry, they're happy, and for whatever reason, the relationship falls apart in a few weeks and she comes back and she says, no, I, I don't want to keep this baby now because I broke up with that guy. So even, you know, it can change from the earliest days of the pregnancy to midway through or a few weeks later, um, the terrain could change and the decision could be um, you know, different. What happens when a lady is very pro-abortion minded, comes walking in your doors? How do you handle that lady? Um, if she thinks that we're the abortion clinic, one of the things we do right away is we, we bring her in and we just we have a sort of a roadmap of what the appointment appointment's going to be like. And we, we say, look, we don't know why you think that, but we're not the abortion clinic. This is what we can do. And a lot of times they'll say, okay, and they'll stay for the appointment. Sometimes they'll say, no, this is not the right place, and they'll walk out. So, But we frequently have women who are very abortion-minded, some in some cases abortion-determined, and they will say, okay, I'll take the pregnancy test. I'll have the ultrasound. I'll talk to you. It, 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 the circumstances are so varied that I can't really predict, but yeah. it is not unfrequent that that a woman who thinks we're the abortion clinic or is very abortion-minded knows we're not the abortion clinic, goes ahead and goes through the the appointment with us. Um, when, when she sees the baby, um, even though she's maybe very pro-abortion-minded, what what can happen? It can, it can change her mind. I mean, it is... Sometimes when I give somebody a tour, I'll point out the ultrasound room and I'll say that's where a lot of magic happens because it is a place where a woman can see the baby on the screen for the first time, hear the heartbeat for the first time, and realize that she can't go through with an abortion. It's not always true. I mean, just recently we had a board meeting and I always tell anonymous client stories and I couldn't believe it. We had two cases of women who saw twins on the screen and they said, I can't do this, meaning I can't have twins and they went through with their abortions. Now, the opposite is also true. Women can come in, be very abortion-determined, and they see there's twins on the screen, and they're like, I can't, I'm a twin. I can't, I can't go through with this abortion. You know, or it's twins. I've always wanted twins, and they won't go through with the abortion. So it's surprising how often that happens, but through, yeah. the, through my 14 years, it's not like it happens every week, but yeah. And, and you, over the last... Since you've been there, how many babies would you say have been saved? I don't know since my time, but since we we were founded, we estimate that over 10,000 babies have been saved. It's probably more like, it's probably approaching 11,000 by now. But yeah, easily over 10,000 babies have been saved from abortion. And, and I love what you guys do because it's not just um, saving babies, but you really come alongside. You, you, you mentioned, you know, not just the mom, but but the dad how many how and, and you, you you've got guys who come in and talk about that for a minute yeah years ago we used to try to reach out to the guys and for whatever reason we couldn't get any traction 
you know, and part of that was because we would send them over to Dr. Kaufman, you know him, uh, at Nicole's place, and it was a different building, a different name. Now that we're all consolidated in one building under one name beside you for life, and we have a couple of guys on staff, and if a father comes in with a mom, one of those two guys is usually interfacing with that guy in the pregnancy center, talking to him about what it means to be a father. Now, some of the guys hold up their hand, and they're like, I got this. They don't want to hear anything. But some of the guys are very receptive to, hey, have you thought about what fatherhood looks like? What do you think about this? What are your views on abortion? Um, and sometimes it kind of comes, there's a fissure between them. You know, the the woman is a little bit more abortion-minded. The guy kind of wants to take a hands-off. Well, it's her decision. Like, And you kind of have to educate them on like, no, you're called to be a man. You're called to be a father. This is your God-ordained role. So why don't you speak up to what's going on in this situation and tell her you will be the father you will be the husband even though they may not want to get married you will be what she needs in this pregnancy and beyond and and many times they respond positively they have we've only been really active in pursuing men the last year just late last year is when we really started to get super active and intentional and outreaching to to the guys and we have had a positive response we haven't had the response that we'd like because like i said some of them they're very closed you know what did you talk about the guys in this room? They they, they get lost in the weeds. Right. And I think sometimes the guys in, who come in with our pregnant moms are in the weeds. How many of the women that come in, the the father of the, do you ever see the father? It's rare. rare. I mean, it's it's a low statistic. They yeah. most frequently come in alone. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's probably part of the big problem, right? Because exactly. these guys are doing what they do. Right. And then they want to jump ship because they're little boys in men's body there's my commentary but you know (laughs) well and sometimes the moms don't tell them Mm. they don't know that their girlfriend's pregnant yeah that's true uh monica this big roe versus wade thing um we're gonna unpack that this next segment but we want to hear from you uh, from your perspective, how that has affected your crisis pregnancy center. In fact, maybe in just 20 seconds, can you give a summary of since Roe versus Wade uh, from the Supreme Court, what has happened at the, at the Beside You for Life? It's good that we don't have much time because essentially nothing has changed. We're still doing the same thing we did in May and in January. We're just doing more of it. Mm. So. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break and come back and we're going to talk more about uh, whether... Kurt wants to or not, I'm going to ask a bunch of questions. We have some of the same <laughs> questions, but I've got a ton of questions I want to ask about where we go from here now that this has happened. So we're going to take a break, come back shortly here on Solid Steps Radio. We want to thank our sponsors for our show. They've been with us year in and year out. Ellen and Credit Union, uh, they are a local lender and they have helped this uh, area for many a year on savings, checking, you name it. If you have personal finance needs and you need a loan for something, Ellen and Credit Union can take care of you. Vision First Eye Care, uh, they are a wonderful organization that if you need your eyesight checked, whether your health of your eyes, contacts, glasses, Vision First can take care of you. Frank Enterprises, they are professional septic tank landscaping and wastewater management services. If you have water outside your house and it needs to go somewhere, drainage, septic tank issues, they will take care of you at Frank Enterprises. So, Monica, you know, so Roe versus Wade, uh, Supreme Court, basically said what? Well, Roe v. Wade and the case immediately after it, Casey versus Pennsylvania, basically set up a determination that there is a right to abortion in the United States Constitution, a constitutionally protected right based on privacy, primarily 
that women have a constitutionally protected right to abortion. And then that's been chipped away at. And, you know, there were the the way the law was unfolded by the Supreme Court. It's 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 been difficult to navigate. You know, um, Justice Alito and the Dobbs decision pretty much clarified that, yeah, it's been a hot mess for the last 50 years because the fact that there have been so many cases litigated challenging abortion restrictions across the United States, many of which made its way their way up to the Supreme Court, some of which didn't, that states would pass regulation after regulation after regulation trying to chip away at that constitutional right is evidence that it was a really bad decision. You know, part of part of the Dobbs decision written by Justice Alito says that it and to, you know, shorthand it, it was legislating from the bench. And um, that's not the, that's not a constitutional. That's not the way it's supposed to be, be right, done. Right. One of his one of his points in the opinion is if you read Roe v. Wade and, and Casey, they read like a legislative formula to determine, you know, what rules are going to apply and what rules aren't. And he just basically said it was a bad decision. He said it was a horrible decision. And uh, the pro-life community agrees. Um, but. You know, Chad asked me off air, did I see it coming? I really didn't. In fact, we'd been contacted by an attorney years and years ago about being part of a different type of approach to undermine Roe v. Wade. And it was a completely different, you know, we we just didn't we just didn't think it was going to happen during our lifetimes. And then the state of Mississippi, when they decided to defend their 15 week ban, which is what 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 they were what they'd legislated, we're going to ban we're going to ban abortions after 15 weeks gestation which nobody had ever done before. It didn't fit into the trimester system, you know, viability, you know, they said 15 weeks. And um, they said, you know what, for you to answer this question, Supreme Court, to see if 15 weeks is an okay cutoff for abortion restrictions, you're going to have to overturn Roe v. Wade. And sure enough, that's what they did. They they heard the oral arguments in December and people said, oh, they could tell, but I can't, I can't listen to an oral argument at the Supreme Court and forecast, oh, because Justice Roberts asked this question, that's where he stands. Because Justice Barrett asked this question, that's where she stands. But other people can. And they were all saying, oh, based on the questioning in the oral arguments, they are going to overturn Roe v. Wade. Well, that was in December. And then fast forward to May, and the, the draft opinion is leaked. And sure enough, the draft opinion overturns Roe v. Wade. And I, even I was in denial. I was like, okay, the vote is there to overturn Roe v. Wade on this draft opinion. But nah, they're not going to overturn Roe v. Wade. <laughs> I just, I was in denial, complete denial. And then June 24th, they overturned Roe v. Wade. So, I mean, as it got closer, did you think then it was going to happen? As it, Yeah, I think there, I mean, part there was, of there me. Was so much, there was so much uh, noise, you know, yeah. all over the country. Yeah. And that's when, that's when Jane's Revenge and the anarchists decided to start attacking pregnancy centers because you know that Justice Alito is in my back pocket. He and I are thick as thieves. <laughs> you know, he was calling me on a daily basis saying, hey, Monica, what do you think about Roe v. Wade? You pregnancy centers out there. Right. Not. No. Yeah, so Jane's Revenge decided that they were going to declare war on pregnancy centers and, you know, 50-plus pregnancy centers between May and June were attacked by these anarchists all over the country. And here was an ir ironic thing. I saw a list of states that were affected by those attacks. And some of the most liberal pro-abortion states where it's easiest to get abortions, they had the most attacks against pregnancy centers. Like, where's the logic in that, you know? Like, hey, we can we can still have abortions in our state, but we're so mad about 
the Dobbs decision, let's go torch or burn or, or tag a pro-life pregnancy center. Well, talk about what it doesn't mean. It doesn't mean abortion is illegal. It means that the decision on how to regulate abortion is back in the hands of the states. So in Kentucky, we had passed a trigger ban, what was called a trigger ban, meaning that if Roe v. Wade is overturned, abortion is outlawed. Now, that's not really the case right now because... Okay, explain that. Yeah, so the law in Kentucky was written in a way that the local judge, Mitch Perry, decided that it was too vague. He said, you know, it might have sort of indicated that when a, a, a decision is made to overturn Roe v. Wade, abortion is illegal, but the rules of the Supreme Court, the rules of the United States Supreme Court, don't make an opinion final, entered into the record, final decisions issued to the parties until 25 days after the opinion is published. So it was published on the on June 24th, but it's not effective law for 25 days. That's when the Supreme Court clerk enters into the final decision and issues the final rulings to the parties. So Dobbs and Jackson Women's Health or whatever the organization was that sued, so that means that for 25 days, they're, they're, they had an opportunity to petition the court for rehearing. And so he said because of the way that the Kentucky legislature wrote that law, the so-called trigger law, you didn't really know when it was triggered because they didn't follow the U.S. Supreme Court rules. So his first temporary restraining order said, yeah, it's not in effect. The soonest it could be in effect is July 19th. But then come July 19th, he issued, or last week, he issued a temporary injunction. Um, and he said, he's a little bit more on that opinion. But basically, he has enjoined or, you know, said that the trigger law cannot go into effect and abortions can still happen in Kentucky. So there was four days that abortions stopped between the Dobbs decision being issued and his first temporary restraining order being issued and then EMW and Planned Parenthood were back in business by Friday, the following Friday. So what does that mean now as we're moving forward? Um, well, I'm not sure procedurally if this opinion can be appealed because it's a temporary injunction or if they have to wait to it for another trial where he might issue a permanent injunction and then that would be appealed. It will eventually make its way to the state Supreme Court. The timing of it, the procedural posture of that, I'm not really sure of. But the, but the Kentucky Supreme Court will have to interpret the Kentucky Constitution. So are you, are you following, uh, you got enough on your plate to follow Kentucky, but are you seeing that the same thing that's happened in Kentucky happen in the other 49 states? There are, the, the states are kind of all over the place. And you can, you can Google and look up various maps that say, okay, this, this law, uh, under this state's current law, abortion is illegal. Under this state, it, it triggers 30 days after the opinion is final. Um, there's been a handful of states that have kind of gone the same way that Kentucky has, where they've said the, the state constitution has stronger language than the United States Constitution. That's kind of what Judge Perry said. He said, our rights of privacy are more explicit in the Kentucky Constitution, and he found a right of privacy in the Kentucky Constitution to justify finding that there's a right of abortion, even though our Constitution is not explicit on the word abortion. So in, in essence, abortions are, are still happening. Yes. Uh, in Kentucky. In, uh, in there's Kentucky. There's a couple of states. I think Missouri, I'm not, I'm maybe um, there's a handful of states that 
the trigger has been pulled, but they're also being challenged by the same parties. ACLU and Planned Parenthood are challenging trigger bans all over the country. Wow. So, yeah. Um, Senator Elizabeth Warren has made some very <laughs> um, harsh, very degrading comments about crisis pregnancy centers across the country. Um, comment, please. <laughs> Senator Warren has never set foot in a crisis pregnancy center. She's never talked to a woman who's been helped by one. The propaganda that says pregnancy centers are deceptive and that they trick women has been part of the NARAL pro-choice America propaganda machine for 20 years. You know, they just they just like to paint us with this brush. What they miss out on is is if you follow their logic to the end, what they're really saying is women are too stupid to figure out they're not in an abortion clinic. Because in our instance, all of our care is permission-based care, and our signing papers say that we're not the abortion clinic. So we're not hiding the ball. And if they Google, you know, abortion Louisville, any of the ads that pop up from a non-abortion providing pregnancy, even Google says not an abortion provider. So Elizabeth Warren is kind of locked in a Stone Age perception of what pregnancy centers are all about, and she has no idea, no idea what we do. So we're going to take a break, come back. we got a couple more segments. We're going to talk more about the political, cultural aspects of it. But at the end of the day, we're going to talk about what do we do to help young women who are in a distressful situation who is pregnant. So we'll take a break, come back shortly on Solid Steps Radio. Uh, Podloo.com. If you are wanting to do a podcast, whether it's audio, video, short series, long series, whatever you want to do in regards to podcasts, if you want a professional sounding and looking podcast, podlou.com, Louisville Podcast Studios. Bright Star Home Care, if you know someone who is in need of care, whether they're in home care one day a week or 24-7 care in their own home, Bright Star Home Care can take care of them. That's brightstarcare.com. And then Dan Hart Financial, if you want to talk about what retirement should look like uh, or you want to talk about retirement may be for you, whether a year or 10 years away, Dan Hart can sit down and help you come up with a plan. Okay, so Monica, we get all excited, and I think we need to be excited about this decision. And yet, this is a tremendous responsibility for the body of Christ. Right. You know, part of our mission, obviously, I said it before, is to share the hope in support of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But we can only do so much. We're not the church, we're parachurch, right? So these women come into our building, you know, Monday through Friday in Life Skills, Tuesday through Saturday in the Pregnancy Center. And we try to share Christ with them and they may or may not choose life, but the reality is they need discipleship. They need the church. And so, you know, one of the one of the things we're, we're partnering with CareNet, which is a national network of pregnancy centers all over the country. And they have really been on this discipleship kick for several years, actually. They've been pushing this curriculum I'm going to mention in a minute for a long time. They just updated it, and it's called Making Life Disciples. But the design of this study, it's not a deep dive theologically. It's theologically sound, but it's really more practical. It's like where it's for people to, and it was designed for pregnancy centers all over the country, not just us. Where are the pregnancy centers in your community? Where are the abortion clinics in your community? Go and pray outside the abortion clinic, not on the sidewalk causing trouble, stirring things up, sit in your car a block away, watching women go in and pray for them. But then also learn about what the law is, learn about abortion procedures, understand the mindset, learn how to listen to a woman who comes to you with her story, with her struggles. And then it goes on from there to try to 
to encourage that group to form what's called a life team to be ready that if I've got a client beside you and she says, yeah, I'm ready to connect to a church family, I could say, okay, Susie Q from Life Team at X Church, we've got a client who's ready. She's interested. She's curious. She grew up in the church, but she fell away from it. She's ready to, to put her toe back in the water. Will you meet her at the pregnancy center? And then after you all get to know each other a little bit, will you meet her at church? Because our clients don't want to go into a strange church. We, sign, we hand them a, a list of churches. They're not going to go in. They're not going to connect. They're not going to follow through. They need a friendly face at those churches. And then that life group needs to say, you know what? Her dryer broke. Her car broke. Her kids are sick and she needs emergency child care. If she doesn't have it, she's going to lose her job. You know, a lot of our clients are the working poor and they can't make it without help. I mean... When your all's wives had their kids, had your kids, who came and helped? Your moms, her moms, mother-in-law, friends from church, whatever, brought meal train. Our clients don't have meal trains coming for six weeks after the babies are born. You know, they're on their own. A lot of times they're on their own. And, and that's one of the reasons why many of the ladies are, are seeking an, an abortion. Right. Because they're looking at this going, oh, we, I can't do this. Right. I do not have support. I, I don't have the network. I don't have the, the things in place to care for this baby. Right. Therefore, I'm going to have an abortion. And you're saying, church, we have got to step up. Right. We, you know, we're supposed to help widows and orphans, and single moms are the modern widows, and their children are the orphans. They don't have fathers, you know. So and it's a uncomfortable place to be but the church needs to be the father and the husband to a lot of single moms in our community and so so talk about making life disciples and what uh what what does that look like well it looks like somebody who's on fire for this maybe they don't have time to come down and volunteer at the pregnancy center every week but they're on fire for this issue they realize that there is an unreached people group in this community called single moms and they're like hey i want to be more aware i want to be better educated i want to put together a team and they um, go to my makinglifedisciples.com or they can con- contact us at beside you we will put them we will give them copies of the of the curriculum like i'm committed that if a church calls me up and i says i, I have 10 people i'm going to buy these books and i'm going to give it to them and i'm going to put them in their hand i'm going to say look there's a vi- it's video driven there's a link in this booklet to where the videos are and it's getting together once a week putting together that life team and once they get through the curriculum and they realize what's involved they can say okay we're ready send us girls send us or let you need to know that we are a life team for your clients and if you have somebody reach out to us and we will connect them to our church community so it's it couldn't be easier because either i'm going to buy the books or your team's going to buy the books off of makinglifedisciples.com the website but we want pastors to understand that this is a way it's not, a, it's not a Sanctity of Life prayer in January. It's not Sanctity of Life Sunday. It's not our baby bottle campaign. It is activating people in the church to minister to single moms in the community. And it's tag teaming. Like, you can't do this alone. Like she can't do it alone. You can't do it alone. Right. You know, you want six or eight couples being on call ready to help this mom when she's struggling. Uh, are these Are these for women who are prenatal like before they've had the baby like it can be before or after it can be post-abortive women like the guy that runs this program out of CareNet, he said the first time he ran a group half the group had had abortions in their past so he recognized that what they needed first after they completed this was to go through a post-abortion bible study to heal 
which we can provide. It's called Forgiven and Set Free. There's several curriculums out there, but he realized that it was the first time they'd ever told their own abortion story, and they needed healing from their own abortion before they could minister to women who were struggling with unplanned pregnancy. And uh, and your vision is to see this groups, groups of, of men and women in churches all over Kentuckyana and beyond. Yes. Yeah, that would be it would be amazing. I mean, how many people in our churches are pro-life, but the only thing they do to exercise that pro-life muscle is fill a baby bottle for us. Or vote. Or vote. Right. 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 And you're saying we got to have more. Right. This is this is hands and feet gospel work. And and this you said, I think in between the in the break, you said you've already seen an uptick in, yes. in, in folks coming into the pregnancy center because of the Supreme Court decision. Yes, yes. And we expect more. If it's more restricted, like, for example, they are observing a 15-week ban locally. It used to go, abortions were available 21 weeks, six days gestation. And EMW now is observing a 15-week ban. So there's some women out there that may have had an abortion after 15 weeks that aren't. Not very many. I mean, typically in our state, around the country most abortions happen in the first trimester um, but some women who are thinking that the restrictions are in place or have heard that Roe v. Wade's overturned they may be seeking us out instead so we have seen uh, an uptick so I got a question if if you had if Monica Henderson and you're beside you for life had a groups groups of people who are trained willing and saying i want to help disciple this young lady would that help you if a woman walks in and she's pregnant and she's uh, abortion vulnerable is the word you used would this help this woman going hey you don't have any support but i got some people who will help you How, do you think that has any maybe i think in the in the midst of the crisis i'm not 100 percent sure i would hope that it would sure you know if she verbalized like i don't have anybody and we were able to say well look we've got church partners and they understand what you're going through where where you're headed they don't want to see you go off this cliff and we can connect you but let but a lot of times they're so in the midst of the crisis, right. they can't process that. They can't process the help that we're willing to give them, sure. you know. Right. And it might be three or four more visits, and then they're like, okay, and then they'll disappear. Sure. You know? But, yeah, I think that if we had that as an extra tool, an arrow in our quiver for the right woman, it might make the difference. Especially the ones that are like, I went to church, I grew up in the church, I know abortion is wrong, but... Mm. If they actually see the church stepping up and being the church, church, and they're like, well, maybe, maybe I can do this. And the and these making life disciples, which we'll talk more about uh, the rest of the show here, but this is not we're going to adopt your child. We're not right. We're, this right. is we're going to come alongside you, <laughs> you, yes, as you mother this child. Whether you're a single mom, listen, they're already get they're already on third base of of a broken life. They're like on, right. they've hit a triple. Right. <laughs> they're right. single. They don't have any support. They don't have any money. The dad's not around, and they're surrounded by dysfunction. Right. And now we want them to go raise a human being and make it in this world that I'm right. barely making it, and I've got to make a living at it, and I'm barely yeah. making it, right, yeah. at times. So this has got to be one of those tools that we can just help people after the fact. Right. Right? Okay. Right. I, and I, 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 that's why you need these teams. It can't be a couple moms. No, a lot of people think, oh, we'll get some women to do this MLD. It's like, no, you need the, you need everybody. 
you need a group you know because one couple or one two moms they're going to get burned out they'll get burned out they can't keep it's unsustainable you've got to have a a bunch of folks doing it so we're going to take a break come back for fourth and final segment talk more about making life disciples and beside you for life here on solid steps radio if you'd like to hear the show in its entirety uh you can go to soundcloud or itunes just type in Solid Steps Radio. You can go to Facebook, type in the same thing, and you can hear these shows in their entirety. I want to thank our sponsors, Hadley Sign Solutions. Chris Hadley, friend of mine, friend of Kurt's, friend of our show. For 35 years, he has been designing, manufacturing, and installing commercial exterior electrical signage, and he can help promote your business in Kentucky and Southern Indiana. Go to HadleySignSolutions.com. That's HadleySignSolutions.com, and his phone number is 502 502- Four one nine seven two two eight. Put my glasses on. Four one nine seven two two eight. And uh, and we also want to thank our sponsors, Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Doctor Eric Veal. He's been supporting our show, I think, from day one. And he is a great, great guy, and they have a great practice. Iroquois Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. If you'd like to uh, have your dental work looked at, he's the guy to do it. And then Veritech Generator, if you have a generator for your company or your business or your home and you need a new one or a service of one, Veritech Generator can take care of you. Yeah, Monica, we ha- we do have a fun time in here and we mm-hmm. just joke around. Mm-hmm. And yet this is a serious topic. So, Very serious. Um, you mentioned in, in the break there was, a, there was a famous young lady who got mm-hmm. pregnant. Share that. The most famous unplanned pregnancy in the universe was Mary. It wasn't unplanned from God's perspective, but it was unplanned from the human perspective. And uh, God had a plan for her, and that was to speak to Joseph in a dream to tell him to be the father. And that's straight from my colleague and friend, Rollin Warren, who is the president and CEO of uh, CareNet. He's been our banquet speaker, and um, he has been sharing that message for a long time now to just tell the church, you know, you're not, you're not ready for Roe v. Wade to be overturned, but... We need to tell the biblical view of family and parenting and uh, the need for the husband and the father to be in the picture. So that's what that is part of the impetus for our fatherhood movement inside the pregnancy center is to reach the dads. But it also kind of it feeds this need that I see and other pregnancy center directors see about promoting the church's activity and supporting single moms to step into that role of father Um and husband where the father is absent. Talk to us about um, what else we can do to not just be a part of Beside You for Life. Um, You give out tours regularly, right? Right, right. Um, We recruit volunteers in all areas of serving, um, and people can go to our website, besideyou.org, slash get involved or click on the get involved tab and there's opportunities to serve we have fundraising events Um, we need people to mow our grass we meet we need people to change diapers in our children's ministry Um, we're getting ready to ramp up hot meals again for lunch while moms are on site um, during class time Um, now what does that look like they uh, they bring food in or they, they prep on site. We have a commercial kitchen and we're about to be certified with Metro Public Health as a public health meal prep facility. Um, and so it has to be cooked on site. If it's prepackaged stuff, you know, like granola bars, certainly people can bring it in and we'll give it out. But for a hot for the hot meal, it has to be cooked on site because we're a certified kitchen. Okay. Your your kitchen may have cooties in it, but our kitchen won't because we'll be certified by Metro <laughs> Public Health. Um, talk about 
why ladies who are pregnant um, struggle to go get connected into the life of the church. Yeah, I, I frequently tell people, you know, if, if you're if you get out in a prison, get out of rehab, um, you've come out of the strip clubs, you don't have any outward sign of what your sin was that you're, you know, recovered from or fleeing from or repenting from. But moms who have unplanned pregnancy have a billboard growing in their belly for nine months, and then they've got the unplanned baby on her hip by her side for 18 years. And so a lot of people in church look down upon women who have gotten pregnant outside of of wedlock and they don't feel welcome you know a lot of them were hurt at church uh, at some point um they're not well parented they might have grown up in the church but for whatever reason they don't feel welcome there anymore that's why it's so important for these making life disciples groups to form and figure out a way to communicate that um her sin's not any worse than anybody else's she's got a life and she's got responsibilities now that come with that and that they want to help her navigate this parenting journey, not alone, but discipled inside the church with a church family. And and to even celebrate the choice that she made. Yes. I yes. mean, like to get excited, like we need to we need to really get excited. Um not about what she did to get pregnant. Right. Because we know that you know, sexual sin is a sexual sin. Right. But we've all sinned and right. fallen short of the glory of God. When that when that happens, we we have to give grace. We have yeah. to be compassionate, and loving, and concerned, and and not just say that we're loving and compassionate, but actually roll up our sleeves and get involved. Right, right. Uh, you got something really special coming up um, this fall: a banquet. Yes, very excited. Yes, talk to us about that. Yeah, on Thursday, September twenty second, we will host our annual benefit banquet, and this year we are delighted to have. Some guy named Bob Russell be our banquet speaker, who we all know and love, a longtime pastor of Southeast Christian Church, but also instrumental in helping found the ministry. You know, it was members of Southeast that started A Woman's Choice back in 1988, and Bob and the elders had to approve. The members came and said, hey, what about this pregnancy center model? We don't like abortion. We don't like what we, but we also don't like the the folks that are out there blocking the clinics. But this pregnancy center model, it's meeting women one-on-one right where they are, from a gospel perspective to help them choose life and the and Bob and the elders got behind that and of course uh, he's been a friend of the ministry for a long time and we're really happy to have him be our keynote speaker. That'd be awesome and I think there's somebody else who's going to do some uh, <laughs> MC work that <laughs> night. They were looking for some talented <laughs> willing people they couldn't find them so they called you and me. Yeah yeah we're happy that y'all are going to be involved. We, uh, Monica we just love what you're doing and listeners I, if you're not connected to Beside You for Life we just want to encourage you get involved go to the website. Monica what, what's the website? The website is BesideYou.org and it's B-S-I-D-E-U the letter U dot O-R-G and they can click on the get, Inve- get Involved tab or the Event tab. Um, we'd love for folks to come on a tour. There's actually a spot on the website where they can just click and sign up for a monthly tour. We, listeners, we want you to go do that. We've got, we have got to ramp up. The Church of Jesus Christ must step up. Roe versus Wade is, is there's been major decision being made, and and it, there's a there's still a lot of moving parts with all of this. Right, November. There's a ballot. We didn't talk about that. There's a constitutional amendment on the ballot. 
that people may not be aware of that says if you vote yes, you're voting yes for life, meaning that you are declaring there is not a constitutional right to abortion. There is no right to abortion in the Kentucky Constitution. And that comes on the ballot in November. So, folks, if you are living in Kentucky, you must go vote. Vote yes. We, we have got to be about life. The Lord God is the creator of life. He is the creator. We are the creation. And the Lord God wants us to value life, not end it. And so, again, Monica, what you do day in and day out, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we're cheering you on, but not just cheering you on. Uh, listeners, we got we got to get engaged. Um, as we wrap up, um, Monica, would you pray for... Uh, well, all that we've just talked about. And, sure. <laughs> and wrap it up in about 60 seconds. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this time together to talk about serious things, things that are important, things that aren't just important to us, but are important to you because you're the author and perfecter of life. You are the creator, and you determine the beginning and the end, Lord. And um, we just pray that uh, folks would recognize that what's going on in the womb is life, um, that that the life in the womb has the potential to be a follower of Christ. The mom carrying that baby, the father who fathered the baby, they're all potential followers of Christ. Some of them already are. Lord, and I just pray that you would bring the resources and the people to shower these moms, these dads, and these babies with the love of Christ, to disciple them, to help them to understand that you have knit them together, that you have a plan and a purpose. And the best way for that plan and purpose to be exercised is inside the family of God, inside the church, inside the body of Christ. And we just pray that you would connect more of the church to our clients and the clients to the church. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to get that message out. We just ask you to bless those that hear this message and are stirred up and are ready to take action in the name of Jesus. Amen. Mm, Amen. Amen. Thank you, lady. Thank you. Thanks so much. So when Roe v. Wade was overturned, many people started doing a victory lap and they were excited and they said, yay, mission accomplished. Mm. That's just one small step. Truth of the matter is uh, we haven't even really gotten started as the church. Right. Uh, There's a lot of single women out here who are pregnant and afraid. And the best thing we can do is to love on them no matter if they while they got pregnant that that's beside the point to be with them and walk through this with them so my question to you is what are you going to do about it go to beside you.org the letter b side the letter u.org you can sign up and maybe you and a group of people in your small group or your church can say hey let's come alongside and make a commitment to a young lady thank you for listening to solid steps radio